Hey, song surfers. Welcome to Song Surfing. It's your friend, John. This is another edition of Song Surfing with Friends. If you're checking out the show for the first time, the usual format of song surfing is I, along with the show's correspondents, pick out tunes to create a playlist of independent music from around the world. On occasion, though, a guest joins me with some excellent tunes to play, and we chat about music, being creative, life, etc. Joining me this episode is someone I'm really excited about, and this has been a long time coming. We have Patrick Moonbird, an indigenous lo-fi bedroom pop artist from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, Canada. Patrick learned music through his family and started at the age of nine on guitar. Now, Patrick Moonbird plays multiple instruments and also produces for himself and others. Starting with the 2019 album Useless, Patrick has released a full-length album each year, the most recent being the 28-track Going Through the Motions. And Song Surfers, if you've been listening to this podcast, you've heard Patrick's track Little Pills as the outro music on the end of each episode. Patrick Moonbird, welcome to Song Surfing. Hi, thank you. That was awesome to hear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super impressed that you've been able to put out these like massive albums every year. How do you do it? So pretty much as soon as I'm done writing one album, I'm like immediately writing for the next album. So that's typically the way how I like to like go throughout the year. Uh, except for right now, I'm really taking a break. I like a break from so many songs. I think I'm going to start, <laughs> I think I'm going to start releasing 10 tracks at a time now. Yeah, I mean, 28 is, is a lot and they're all good though. I mean, it's like a double album every time. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a lot of work, but um, I definitely enjoy the challenge of having the being known for the guy that releases a lot of songs. <laughs> Do you work on one song at a time, multiple songs simultaneously? How does it all happen? Um, usually, usually multiple uh, songs at a time. Okay. See, I would find that hard to keep track of what I'm doing from song to song. You're not. That's not a problem for you. No, no, no. I, I like it's like multitasking. So it's like I could I could really do that well. Okay. See, I'm a terrible multitasker. <laughs> it's one or the other. Um, but yeah. but you know what? Like I fallen into then being in mixing hell. You know where I'll be working on one song way longer than I should be. So maybe that's the benefit, right? Of being able to have fresh ears as you go to, from track to track. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, actually, really does benefit me a lot. When you're putting together an album, do you have a like an overall concept for what you want the the sound of the album to be? I don't, yeah, yeah. I think I feel like it's different from album to album because like when you go to uh, Useless, I didn't really know that much about music theory. I didn't know about the diminished seventh, and so I would always mix it up and put like two major, like three, too many major seven chords together, and then, like <laughs> I'd be on a different scale. And it's like okay, I didn't know I was doing that, so it's actually really unique now thinking about it because as it goes on, I'm progressing more and more as a musician as well. So you have a very distinct sound. Uh, it sounds like you've put a lot of thought into curating the sounds and the textures that you use that, that go into making your music. Where does all that come from? Or how has that developed? I go into GarageBand and like I use the GarageBand iOS for my music. So uh, I'm doing everything on my iPad. and Which is impressive to me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think that like they need a laptop to do it, but like you can do it on your iPads, and it's like it's so it's so helpful. Your so, your yeah, music, was, you know, it seems to have like a smoothness in spots, a grittiness in other spots. You know, there's 
I don't know, like what I hear is a lot of like texture to it. You could almost imagine like what the music would, would feel like if you were able to touch it. It's really just finding those synths that really work and just finding the like the instruments that really uh, complement the sound of the song, not really take away from the sound. So do you have um, like the song in your head already before you set out to record it? Or is it something you write as you record? Definitely. I have it like in my head before and then like I know where I want where I want to go with it. Sometimes it's not all there. Sometimes it's just like a hook or something that I come up with. And it's like, oh, I gotta record that, so I'll like, ha- like hash it out real quickly, and then sometimes I'll just um, come up with it as I go. What are some of your influences? Like, where where would you say your sound comes from? The artist that we're gonna talk about later on is uh, City Girl. Oh, awesome! Um, yeah, yeah. The the influence that I got from that was like really heavy and. Uh, I realize that music can be so jazzy, you know what I mean? Um, you picked out some tunes to play for the song Surfers, as as happens on these With Friends episodes. So the first track is by the artist City Girl. Tell us about it. It's like very influential for like uh, the latest album, Going Through the Motions, as like I take my vocals and I pitch them down at certain points. That's what the artist, I think, what the artist did with uh, Tiffy's voice. I, I don't know how to, how to pronounce it per, uh, perfectly. Yeah, that's how I was going to say it. So the track is called Motionless, and it's featuring Tiffy. Um, City Girl doesn't have a bio, but said to make sure to mention that uh, they think the, the featured singer Tiffy is great. <laughs> so that, that was cool. That's awesome. Here is the uh, excerpt from the album, which I think kind of sets up the, the sound of the music. The loud streets and busy avenues drown in your thoughts. A silence from nowhere envelops you like an angel swept down from heaven, whose soft wings bring you into a divine reverie. The rain-soaked and moon-stained streets turn ethereal. Entire plazas become burnished mirrors, where you see yourself reflected in thousands of colorless multitudes. I mean, that vivid imagery is really present in, in the music. So before recording, you told me that this is on your playlist that you listen to every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every night, like, I have a whole bunch of City Girl tracks and like lo-fi and all that kind of stuff. Um, that inspires me every single day. Do you like listen to it as you're going to sleep? Yep, every single night. And like it helps. It helps so much. So I like on this track how um, there's these dense layers that uh, melt into uh, these swells of sound. It's like this. I don't know. It's almost like a kaleidoscope. It's like this constantly changing soundscape. And um, Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Is that something you try to do with your music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what really like brings that influence in. That's where like, I I think I messaged them one time, uh, City Girl, and I never got a response. And I was like, I would totally work with you one day because like, it's it's just amazing the 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 absolute attention to detail they put into their songs. I I don't even do it myself. Like, I feel like I feel like they just do it so well. What's an example of that attention to detail? What's something that stands out? I like how like at some point like the sound that the synth I was playing like pluck wise, so it's like going into like a more of like a sustained note, and then it starts going to like a like a pulse and while that's going on there's all these like awesome drum textures on top of everything like 
it's amazing. It blows me away every single time. All right. Well, let's take a listen to it. So this is City Girl with the track Motionless featuring Tiffy. We'll be back in a moment with Patrick Moonbird. Hey, Song Surfers, we're back. I'm here with Patrick Moonbird, and we just listened to City Girl with the track Motionless featuring Tiffy. Next, we're going to hear from the artist Soul Father. And Patrick, you know Soul Father, right? Yeah, Soul Father is a great friend of mine, actually. His name is uh, Abraham Lancaster. 
He was a good friend back in high school. We jammed a couple times, but I can never get to his level of like knowing chords and stuff like that. Back then, like I was just like a, I don't know, like a metalhead that really played power chords all the time. <laughs> so like just listening to that, I was like, wow, just blown away by it. And then uh, later on down the line, though, he hooked, like he just called me and like said, hey, man, we should hang out one of these days. And now we're really good friends. A friend from northern Canada, yeah? Yeah, it's from Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. So is there a, a lo-fi scene there or? Oh, no, not really. It's just like me and him just make really eclectic music. And we <laughs> like for our area because uh, it's mostly just like country music here or like. I feel like some people try to do pop here, but it just ends up being country. Wow. Okay, so you and Soulfather are the lo-fi electronic scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got another guy in um, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. His name is Griffin. His uh, artist name is One Young Prophet. And then, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a pretty cool guy, too. So here's the bio that Soulfather sent over. Based out of northern Canada, they craft their music from live looping, synthesizers, keyboards and samples while tight percussive rhythms of guitars and drums hold down an uncontainable energy. This is where their souls are pulsed by electronic music and passions are thoroughly evoked, integrating live players into sonic dreams that push the boundaries of their experiences with comfort and love. And then about the track Swells, Soulfather said, Swells is kind of about that emotion we get into once uh, music has transcended into us. I'd describe it as that ethereal feeling where we connect into or with a song or sound that draws us in further and further. So it seems like Soulfather, as well as um, uh, City Girl's uh, album excerpt, kind of get into the, I don't know, almost like the the indescribable nature <laughs> of music, right? Like the, uh, oh, yeah, the sure, what it sure. does to your soul. Yeah, yeah. And the great part is that, like, that's what me and Abe... Uh, talk about all the time actually like sometimes we just talk about like how like music almost takes us over and we're not really writing these things <laughs> we're like conduits for something bigger and grander than us and it just comes out of us out of nowhere yeah you just have to make yourself open to it right exactly this particular track is there anything that you want to say uh to set up the listeners or should we just play it oh let's just play it let's get into it all right, so this is Swells by Soulfather. We'll be back soon. Swells, swells, swells are calling me. Swells, 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 I can't seem to sleep Late at night, by myself, walking home My father said, no man don't cry, here and up Thank you. 
Patrick, you started off playing guitar. Is that right? You said you were a metalhead. Yeah, back when I was younger, I was like, I started with ACDC and then it started going on to heavier and heavier music. And then eventually I got to Pantera where I just stayed all the time. <laughs> and like, I was so into Pantera. I just loved Die Big Daryl. He was such an influence to me as like a shredder. So that's where like a lot of my lead guitar chops come from. Okay. So how did you go? Were you learning from tab books and stuff like that or by ear? Uh, it'd be tab books. It'd have to be tab books. Sometimes I could learn things by ear, but that's only when like I stumble upon it while playing guitar, like improvising. Right. You recognize, oh, there's that sound. Yeah, 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 exactly. So Pantera, not, not easy guitar playing. No, no, not at all. It's, it's so, it's so crazy. How much of that do you think, um, is still in your playing when you, when you write your Patrick Moonbird material? Oh, absolutely. Like there's like times where there's like a guitar solo that comes in and it's like this bluesy, but uh, still kind of like soft solo like they had in some of their ballad songs. Yeah, definitely. They still have like a little bit of influence to me. I think if we played your music for anyone, Pantera wouldn't be the first thing that comes. Oh, comes no, to mind, absolutely right? not. <laughs> absolutely not when i first heard your stuff you were doing a lot of um a lot of tapping on the guitar is that something you still do or have you moved away from that no no definitely i still do it like my song droplets on my new album is like i just rarely do it now within my songs uh it's like one per album almost uh first two albums not really too much but my last the last two the yes yeah i was never able to um get a handle on that that style of playing it was that from your your metal days too or is that something you figured out yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it was like the metal days just kind of like uh influenced a lot of the way how i play nowadays and like i do really weird things too like um sometimes i play slide guitar with a uh, uh magnifying glass instead of like a regular glass because it's just smoother use the the glass part or the handle part yeah i break the i break the magnifying glass apart and use the glass part that's pretty incredible <laughs> does it make your finger look gigantic too while you do it <laughs> it does but uh yeah it's, it's pretty it's pretty fun it's like i play like uh when i play my slides and stuff it's almost like a lap steel kind of playing so you lay the guitar flat in your lap yeah yeah exactly or like i'll flip it sideways with my guitar strap and then you like kind of use my stomach to like hold it. Oh wow! Okay, so you've got the flat slide guitar, uh, lap steel style slide guitar. You'll do some tapping. You'll do um, some finger picking too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finger picking, a lot of finger picking actually. And then um, there's keyboard playing, right? Um, yeah. Drum pads too. I, I, I don't know the synth pad, right? Where you play different drum sounds. Yeah, the M the MPD. Uh, 218 i have it in front of me right now as, we, as we're speaking yeah i've seen some of your instagram videos where you're laying down uh beats and loops yeah yeah it's it's awesome i love it yeah it looks it looks a lot of fun is that have you been doing that uh since you started putting out the albums or is that a newer thing oh that's a newer thing like i just i was able to afford it recently and i was like i was playing all my drums on my midi uh key keyboard and then like i noticed that like buy one of these that you get a little faster at like fills and stuff like that or you can make it sound more lively 
So I started doing that instead. Okay, so before you were using like uh, the the MIDI keyboard, like the piano keyboard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The white, white and black keys where each key represents a different drum sound. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I've suffered through doing a lot of uh, piano and drum parts that way, especially because it's like a one octave keyboard. So if you have to play anything higher or lower, I would have to flip through the octave button real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, lot of retakes. I probably would have been better off just buying a bigger keyboard. So I have a uh, 49 key. Oh, okay. So, so that's like a medium size. Yeah, yeah, right. That's like a desktop size keyboard, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Do you have any other instruments or what other kind of sounds are you using? I have my uh, classical guitar, which is like a new addition to the family. Um, my electric guitar, uh, which is a Fender Stratocaster classic vibe, uh, 70s. Yeah. And uh ukulele and a guitulele and oh. a acoustic guitar as well. Like a, um, was it an Epiphone DR100? I just bought a guitulele. Did you? Yeah, I yeah, like, it, great, I like it a lot. Yeah, they're awesome. I love them. I was looking for something that I could take to work with me more easily. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so much better. And have you used that on your recordings a lot? Yeah, yeah. There's um, uh, 2021, like the cover of the album is me playing the guitar Oh, And um, uh, also there's a couple songs inside the album where I do use the guitar But in... um, I think I think I also used it in Northern Lights on my new album. Do you have a good memory of like what you did on each song, or do you take notes on that, or is it uh, sort of like once it's done, you don't think about it anymore? Once it's done, I don't think about it anymore at all. Yeah, have you have you performed live much? Because that that I think is where that gets to be a challenge, right? Like if you. Oh yeah, for sure. Like when when I perform live, I don't actually play any instruments. I just sing. Oh, over the the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just have the track playing in the background. Oh, okay. And sometimes, like there was this live track, our live show that me and my buddy Abe, uh, actually Soul Father, we were playing, and uh, we were playing on his deck, and the cops actually showed up and busted the party. <laughs> pretty much. Oh no. Yeah, it was pretty crazy, and uh, we had it all live on Instagram, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Breaking up another lo-fi party. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. So, how do you go about writing a song? Do you have a process that's uh, like consistent from song to song? Or how does it all come together? Uh, usually, when I start, like, say, like I'm starting a new track, like I won't. Um, started the same way every single time. Sometimes I like to do drums first. Sometimes it's the keyboard or guitar first, uh, or the bass sometimes. That's even, that's a possibility as well. Does it start with the chord progression or? Oh yeah, it's always the chord progression. We gotta start with the chord progression to get anywhere. And then right after that, usually it's like, I make the next section in my guitar, like um, GarageBand. And then I'll make the chorus, next section, I'll make the, Verse again, next one's chorus, chorus, bridge, chorus, and then ending. So that's usually the way how I try to like write my songs. Uh, so the structure is usually similar from, from song to song. Yes, yes, exactly. Sometimes it's just like bridge, not bridge. Um, uh, what, what would you call it? It'd be like a verse first. Mm-hmm. 
and then chorus kind of thing, and then verse, and then chorus. Like so it just varies from song to song too. When do the vocals come in for the tracks that have vocals? So yeah, usually I'll write down my um, when I know it's a song that's gonna have like vocals. I uh, write the chord progression first, structure it out, and then I'll throw the song. Like I'll just keep playing it over and over and just like mutter like random nonsense and stuff like that mumble singing yeah mumble yeah, singing yeah. mumble mumble singing and stuff like that and i just i do that for a little bit and then once um once i finally find like something that sounds catchy i'll start like structuring that out way more do you ever write from the title of the song like have that first and then build the song around that that has happened sometimes but usually like what i like to do is like i'll find like us like us single word within like my mumble singing that sounds really catchy and it's like okay that's what the song name is going to be what makes a song great i feel personally like it's that connection to that um i don't know what you want to call it like that divine feeling or whatever but any song that is created with using that i feel like turns into a great song are you a spiritual person or uh yeah well i do believe like being indigenous and stuff like that i do believe in the creator and stuff is that something that that's a big part of your identity yeah yeah for sure like i i strive on being the indigenous person you know like i have all these teachings all these stories and everything like that that really come through uh my music um and also like when i write music i feel like that's my closest connection to the my indigenous uh, side of me. Okay. Um, like, I feel like that connection gets stronger every time I make music. So which uh, side of your family? Both sides. Yeah, my, my father's from uh, Montreal Lake Cree Nation and my mother's from the Peter Valentine Cree Nation. I think they're both the same thing now, but yeah. Okay. And is traditional music, was that something that you were brought up with? Uh, I would go to the occasional powwow and stuff like that, but it was really hard because my mother's side, um, it was so colonized that they didn't really have a connection to that side and they demonized it. That's terrible. Yeah, for sure. Like the, the way how indigenous people are treated in Canada is horrible. And even to this day, it's still horrible, um, horrible, uh, dealing with systemic racism, racism in general, and all the, all the forms of hate. Yeah, and I can't say that it's much better, if at all, in the U.S. You know, it's... Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Our brothers and sisters are hurting everywhere. Yeah. What's a, um, a lesson that you've learned along the way? No matter what they think of you is like, they're going to think of you as a drunk, they're going to think of you as an addict, they're going to think of you as like some kind of horrible person, but just prove them wrong. Yeah, just be just be a great person. Now, how about um, any tips for writing music or being more creative? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, write every single day. Do not stop. Um, even if it's a crappy song and you think that you're never gonna do anything with it, just just leave it there. It doesn't need to. It doesn't <laughs> need to come to fruition every single time. Sometimes you start off on the wrong foot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So definitely, like every single day, write something. But. Um, I'm I'm laughing because that's yeah you're you you hit the nail on the head. It, it, people I think get paralyzed by that that fear of you know it not being good enough. Yeah 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 for sure. Like I have so many songs that are just dead, 
in my folders. Like I'm up to like you know when uh, you know when um Garage Band titles your song for you, my song for like one, my yeah. song two. I'm at my song three hundred and twenty five right now. <laughs> I need to put that in the show notes. My song three hundred twenty five. So the ones that stay my song are aren't the ones that make the album? Or sometimes they No, are. no, no, not at all. Okay. But sometimes they'll like they'll like I'll do that one, then I'll write another one and write another one. And it's like, oh, they're just not coming out right. And like I just feel like everything I wrote today was just trash. So I'm gonna leave those ones out and then next thing you know, I start <laughs> I think actually yeah, I got up to five hundred at some point, but I decided like deleting some of the old ones. So it's going back down to like my song thirty one and like stuff like that. Yeah, that's that's impressive. <laughs> Even that, you know, just having three hundred throwaway songs is is pretty incredible. So you write every day. Every day, every day, I try to write. If I don't write like one day, I'll write two the next day. Two songs. But yeah, two three full songs. songs. So, yeah, sometimes. Like, yeah, sometimes I I just like I literally just wrote a song last night, and it's like I think it came out really great. I also have a song that's like going to be like for my next album dropping this summer soon. Yeah. Uh, let's talk more about that. Yeah, for sure. So like I have a couple projects along the way. One of them is uh, that sub solar and me are going to write like a lo-fi pure lo-fi album and release that one. I don't know what time I think that one's going to be around the fall, but yeah, we're going to have that one coming out soon. You and sub solar. Yeah, and who's Subsolar? Subsolar. Uh, Subsolar is uh, Adam Martinez. He's from Tampa, Florida, I believe. Um, and it's just a buddy I met online, and he's just like part of the Dreamscapes boys. That's what we call ourselves. That's like um, a collective. Yeah, it's like a collective that me and my buddies have. And um, another artist that's on there is Seth Woolard. Uh, his name is Tattletail. He's a great artist. I recognize that name from at least one of your albums. Yeah. Yeah. He's on uh, dancing and lo-fi or like pretty much every single, like every other single I release, he he's on it. Okay. So a couple projects coming up then. And like, who knows? And, uh, there's also this one project that I'm getting paid for right now. It's like a uh, dance project that's going to be going on in Regina, Saskatchewan. And um, yeah, they're like, um, we need some music for this dance project. And, we got onto a video call and we hashed that all out, but yeah, it's, it's really awesome. It's, it's, it's like a really cool project that's going on. Have you had to change your style of writing at all so far and coming up with music for that? They said that they loved what I was doing right now and just keep doing it. And like, they want that style. So like, well, I have 325 songs for you to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's well. That's really cool. Do you, when is that scheduled for? Do you know yet? I think sometime in the fall. Okay, so you're pretty busy then. You're writing every day. You're putting out uh, an album a year with it sounds like two more coming this year and the uh, the dance project. Yeah, yeah. There's so there's so many projects that are going on this year, and like who knows? Maybe down the line I'll get a live show opportunity, and that'd be awesome. If not, then no like no bummer for me. We have a track of yours that we're going to listen to, the the song Never Told Me. Uh, what can you tell us about it? When I come up with lyrics and stuff like that, sometimes they really don't mean anything like at all. <laughs> sometimes they're just like, they're there to like, 
um, really just fill up the sound and like fill up the space and everything like that. But sometimes they like have so much meaning at the same time. Like, um, tell me this is the second. <laughs> <laughs> is this one that has so much meaning to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one has a lot of meaning to me for the um, the chorus part, but like. I feel like in the beginning part, I, I didn't really know what I was saying. I was just like, oh, I just need to fill in like the sound and stuff like that. So, Okay, so it's a combination of uh, yeah, yeah, uh, different types of lyrics. My notes that I put on this was uh, I love the, your use of, of space. There, there are these spots in the song where you just kind of let the chords kind of hang there and the drum beat pauses momentarily. And I, I think that's an intentional thing that you're doing to emphasize when you say, I feel so incomplete, you know, to, to make the song almost like feel like it's suspended in midair. Is that something that was like a conscious thing you did or did it just kind of happen that way? Uh, I feel like it was a conscious thing that I was doing because like every time when I like, when I'm not filling up space with the sound and stuff like that, it's like intentional. So yeah, I definitely like, uh, knew what I was doing there. And then the whole song was like, really trying to aim towards the radio and stuff like that. Radio quality kind of, kind of sound. Yeah, no, definitely. And also just to be on the radio because like a lot of my, uh, a lot of my songs do get played on like NBC radio and like, Oh, cool. Um, what's another one? CBC radio. I can't, I can't forget about CBC radio. They gave me a little Bluetooth speaker actually, because I was on their, um, locals project, uh, local music project. And it was a cool little thing that uh, interviewed me and everything. So Wow, that's, yeah. that's Canadian yeah. Broadcasting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. That's very cool. Patrick, we're going to listen to the song on the way out. Thanks so much for being on Song Surfing. Where can people find and follow you in your music? You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I also have my music out on all streaming platforms and everything that like YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal. Everywhere. On social media, people search Patrick Moonbird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now on Instagram, I think if you're on Instagram, Patrick's a, a must follow for those the daily videos. Fun thing to check in on every day. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool little project that I've been doing too. Yeah, awesome. Well, Patrick, thanks again for being on Song Surfing. Thank you so much for having me.
song surfers that music means it's time for me to say thanks for listening to song surfing and thanks to patrick moonbird for appearing on this episode remember to go check out patrick's album going through the motions it's 28 songs of awesomeness thanks also to city girl and soul father for making their music available for this episode and remember you can find all of the links to the featured music on the show notes page at songsurfingpodcast.com Follow Song Surfing on Facebook and Instagram just by searching Song Surfing Podcast, all one word. I'm over on Twitter, Song Surfing Pod. You can follow me on Instagram, just search Oodles Music. And you can email the show, songsurfingpodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear about your favorite indie artists if you have any recommendations. If you want to help me improve the show, please take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser. You can also do it on the Podcast Addict app. Um, and in Spotify, you can do a star rating. If you're not sure what to say, suggest an episode that people check out first or list some of the favorite artists that you've heard and what episode they're on. The opening theme of the show is Living in a Fishbowl by Josh Ween, and the outro music is Little Pills by none other than Patrick Moonbird. My name's John Kell. See you next time.